Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D-A-D. Hello, Swerve Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm excited because I'm a man, real man. I'm starting my woodworking course. Oh, right. Of course, yes, because you didn't get to do it last week because you were unwell. Yeah but you're a week behind but there's someone else who's also a week behind so you're going to be like buddying up with Mm -hmm. them and i would imagine it's week one you know we're doing a huge amount of um the technical side of things it'll probably just be like sanding down the wood that sounds boring (laughs) it's a three-hour class half six to half nine could be a lot of sanding i didn't know that (laughs) <laughs> well, you this was isn't like... going to be the highlights yeah, it probably is going to be a lot of sanding mm-hmm. Sandy. they have machines for that uh, well yeah but you need to get that real like fine fine edge to it but the machine's going to be better and quicker well if you want to get around corners so when I was at school um, we used to have one of those belt sander uh-huh. things and but they were they very specific in telling us it was just for sides it was never for front facing or like the back facing bits of woods like, you had to do those by hand. The bits that you would see. Yes. Right. But, like, your edges and stuff, you can use that. You can use the belt sander on that, but don't, like, lift it up and then try and... Because, like, your fingertips are going to be very close to the, the belt sander. And then you don't want to, like, take those off. And I hated sanding. I thought it was real boring. It is really boring. So I thought to myself, I bet if I'm really, ca- uh, really careful, though, I bet you I can <laughs> sand this. And so I, like, tip it up onto its side... And I gently inched it forward, and then it leant forward, like it buckled, it leant forward, and it jammed itself into the oh, belt sander no. and stuck. <laughs> it was quite scary. The teacher was very angry at me. Well, because they're very on kids not using giant dangerous machines. Well, exactly. It's like South Park. Quit screwing around. See what happens when you screw around? And <laughs> like, the teacher came out and was like, what happened? And I was like, I was just lifting it up. So like, oh, you trying to get out of it? And then it, and it fell over. And he turned to the kid next to me and said, "What happened?" He said he was trying to sand the flat edge. 
grassed me up he was one of the bullies as well and i thought well he'll be on my side because he's a bit of a knob now he grassed me in no well that's a, the thing about bullies they're weak they're not there because they're anti-authority or <laughs> so yeah so that might be the sort of thing you're doing measuring Mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, I'll me- measure to the cows come up. Yeah, but maybe they've done all the measure- measuring for you. So you just go in there and you just got to do all the cutting side of things. Yeah, bring my own ruler. Get your jigsaw out. Because over in the States, I just know this from watching high school teen comedies, they have shop. Hmm. Like shop yeah. class. I've I seen that in films, yeah. Over here, we have... Woodwork. We called it DT. We never design ha- technology. We didn't call it DT. Like my dad called it DT, but we had right. woodwork, and then there was like metalwork, I guess. Metalwork. Yeah, well, I think that was like all the soldering and stuff. Give it like soldering irons and yeah, all that sort no, of stuff. I didn't do that. Electronics. Maybe no, it was just called electronics. No electronics. Oh yeah, we did that because we had like we. I, I made a clock. Um, what? Yeah, I made, I made a clock. Made a, a a light up thing. So you know, you press a button, and the light turns on. Oh, God damn, I didn't get any of this. Yeah, I mean, when I came around to do my GCSEs, I probably should have done some... I wish I'd have done woodwork or done mm. electronics. I did graphics. The problem is I can't draw. And I only did graphics because I um, all my mates were doing graphics. Yeah. And my teachers were telling me that I should have done home ec. Learn how to cook. Because I was really, really good at home ec. Uh. And, I was, and like my teacher, Mrs. Gray, was like, you are like one of the, the best students we have for home ec but i didn't want to do it because i would have been the only guy in the class and it, it was cleared up and it well you could not, have had all the girlfriends well it was the 90s though yeah. and that that just doesn't wasn't fly. it doesn't fly i was already being bullied for a lot of things like i didn't want to add <laughs> another thing onto the list it's a shame because when i look back yeah, I would have liked to learn how to I'd cook. I would have loved that. But the idea that I might be perceived as slightly feminine, even, you could just look at me. I'm already feminine. <laughs> very calm. I had long hair. Yeah. Like, again, I'm just putting more targets on my back. Also, I wouldn't have failed that because I got a U in GCSE 4 graphics mm. because I can't draw. See, kids these days, they've got it so easy. So easy. Because caring oh. about stuff is all of a sudden fashionable. Yeah, exactly. Back in the 90s, caring about things was lame. Yeah, and as much as I say that I do like people caring about things now, I'm a product of my time. <laughs> There's still that little bit in the back of my head that goes... <laughs> you know, someone's talking about something and they're really passionate about it, or they're busting gender barriers, or, you know, they, they've overcome big adversity. Still a little, that 90s raised kid in the back of my head that I have to say, hey, you're not welcome here anymore, that goes, leave it on me. I uh, had that on, let's say, as a queer eye. Yeah. You know, there's kids at school who want to have a, who want to have like a nice prom for people because they'd had a tough year in that. And I was like, you nerds. And I turned to my wife and I was like, have you seen these nerds here? She's like, these are nice kids. These are nice kids kids doing a nice thing for their friends because they're nice people. Like, I hope our daughter grows up to be these nice people. And I'm like, they're just nerds though. I just want to like, I just want to give them all nuggies and steal their Yu-Gi-Oh cards. There's a scene in that episode where they surprise them all with iPads. And I remember (laughs) thinking, I want to smash one of the iPads. (laughs) But I don't. Of course, of course I, don't. I don't. It's just the horrible person that lives inside me. That's their first response. And I have to say, hey, 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 hey. calm down. Not, we're not those people. No. No. 
forge that way. Anyway, I'm going to build a ladder shelf. It's exciting, that's, that's man. The, in four weeks' time, I will have a ladder shelf. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it'll be really rewarding. It's just, it's at the moment, it's a romantic dream. You know, the idea of making your own furniture. Yeah. And that furniture will live, hopefully, in the house I'm hopefully going to move into in a few months. But then, you know, is this just a fad? You know me. Yeah, and yeah. by the time I'm done, I'm like, oh, my God. We are buying everything from Ikea from now on. Also, I mean, I've, I've already started to see that worrying side of you already when you said to me, it's three hours. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even go to the first class because <laughs> I had a cold. It was a bad cold, though, mate. Um, we need to get into this main show talking about a kick-ass match between the Young Bucks and FTR. Here is the show. What a match. I would be saying it could be one of the best matches of the year if FDR hadn't already done that last Friday. FDR versus the Young Bucks, part deux, was an all-time great TV wrestling match. One of the best matches AEW has done on Dynamite, in my opinion. I'm Ollie Davis. This is Luke Owen, D.A.D. And before we get into our AEW Dynamite review, let's have a word from our sponsors. Geology is back on the WrestleTalk podcast, everyone, and they are looking to revolutionize the way that you look after your skin care. It's men's skin care reinvented. Look at this brilliant set that you get delivered. But you might think, huh, that set looks like it has been specifically curated for a singular person. It looks like for a 36-year-old white Caucasian male. And you'd be exactly right, because I took a 30-second quiz on Geology's website, and they handpicked this set for me because it suits my needs. And you could do that by clicking the link in the video description down below, or the one that's being posted by our wonderful moderating team. Take your own quiz, and, I mean, that seems like a really good offer anyway, right? Too good. Too, almost too, well, what if I could say to you, there's money off it as well. Oh my god, it's a no-brainer. What if I was to tell you there was 10% off? Well, I'd be more than happy with that. What if I was to tell you there was 20? I'd say you're, you're laughing. 30. You couldn't afford that. 40. No, more than 40! 50% off your 30-day trial. Click the link in the video description down below. I am getting a message by which makes me think something has gone wrong on the show. Ollie's mic is off. What has Adam done? Oh, hold on, try now. Ba ba ba. Looks like I'm back. There we go. Adam turned a fader down and didn't turn it back up. Well, that's. Really? I say, Adam, I should have checked. Well, that's going to be a bad podcast intro and outro oh, that we'd no, already recorded already like recorded. that. <laughs> oh, well. Yes, please go check out Geology. They are fantastic. I use them every day and night. That's why my skin looks so beautiful. And I need it now because I'm starting to sweat because I've made a mistake on the podcast <laughs> and it's going to make myself look ridiculous. This, on the other hand, will make me look fabulous. FTR versus the Young Bucks was the main event of this episode of Dynamite, which I really appreciate it because a you lot of the time... AEW. I hate AEW. I think Tony Khan's got too much money. They keep bringing people in. There's the people lost in the shop. 
let's get rid of this narrative. Because <laughs> I gave this 91%, I think. Mm? Is that, that's not the highest one of the year, is it? Because, no, highest uh, one of the year was 97. That was MJF. the match, yeah. And then there was a 95%, which I think, I can't remember which one it was. This is the third best episode of Dynamite of 2022 for me. Um, what I was saying just then is that AEW have had a tendency to put their biggest thing first. And I don't, I'm not against that. I think that's sometimes a really smart strategy. But then it does create a really lopsided show where the final hour just doesn't have the same impact. And we always say it's how you leave them. You could save a pretty rubbish three-hour pay-per-view if you have a killer final half hour and angle. And that's what I think TV should be. That's how you create the momentum. That's how you make people tune in next week. So this was a really well-balanced show for me because I thought they had really big stuff throughout and they ended on the biggest thing. FTR versus Young Bucks. 15 minutes of just pure tag team wrestling excellence. Yeah, this was a... A great match. And they had quite a high bar that was set because the first match that they had 18, 18 months ago was the last time these two stepped in the ring together, which I think it really shows the... Um, I mean, I actually think it says a lot about Tony Khan, who has got sort of like the, I'm quite happy to have this match once, and then I will pull back on it and not do it again and oversaturate it and make it feel unspecial again. 18 months between these two having matches two of the best teams in the company in well, the world in the world and yeah and i think that is a incredible incredible achievement but that first match they had is would have been the best match of the year mm. had kenny omega and hangman page not had that match with the young bucks just a couple of months earlier so there was a lofty lofty bar that they had to vault over and I don't think that they topped the match they did at the pay-per-view. Was All Out, I think they might have done it. Was I can't remember which show yeah, it was. I can't remember either. Might have been Full Gear, whichever one it was. <coughs> I don't think they topped that match, but this match was, I mean, it was incredible. Mm. Like, it was so, so great. Also, there was slightly different because this time, FTR were the baby faces, the Young Bucks were the heels. Wasn't for the AEW champions this time. It was for the Ring of Honor and AAA Tag Team Champions. Did you mark out when you saw Bobby Cruz in the ring? What? I didn't even pick up on that. Bobby Cruz did the ring introductions. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Ring right? of Honor's Bobby Cruz. Bobby, uh, I, that's oh, my first note here. I did not even pick up on that. I've written in all caps. Oh my God, it's Bobby Cruz. Oh, I was I was too busy being salty. I think I was writing in my notes. Why haven't they got a recap package of what happened at Supercard of Honor? They did a, a, a replay earlier on in the night for Samoa Joe's Ring of Honor debut ahead of his AEW debut. And I was like, why aren't we getting the recap of what happened on Friday? I get that the Briscoes are in there, maybe, but you can cut around that and just showcase FTR and the Bucks. Yeah, I know. I, I would agree with you on that one. <laughs> but that, but yeah, nitpick, tiny nitpick. Because they then just had this insanely great match. Um, really, really cool spots towards the end of this as well. I, I loved the stereo sharpshooter spot that they had on this. The Young Bucks hitting big rig, I proper popped for. There was the BTE trigger with Cash's leg falling onto the ropes. Oh, that was a hell of a near fall. There were so many genuine near falls that I fully bought into because it's for the Ring of Honor and AAA tag titles. You're like, yeah, I could see them changing hands. 
Uh, and it is like such a momentous match with 18 months holding off since the last one. Uh, but what the, all those spots that you were just talking about and a bunch more were all Cash Wheeler. Yeah, it was. Like, we, <coughs> we had a conversation about this when mm. we watched Supercard of Honor that I felt like that was Dax's match. Like Dax was the, he was the super baby face of that match. And Cash, not to say anything away from Cash Wheeler, Cash Wheeler like more than pulled his socks up through that match, but it felt like this is Dax's story mm. to be told. This match, it was almost the opposite way around. This was Cash's story. I wonder if that was a, a conscious decision for, through them. I mean, it's FTR. You'd yeah. imagine, you'd imagine <laughs> yeah. it probably was. Because the Briscoes match last Friday, which probably was a little bit better than this batch, but the fact that we're even comparing them shows how good this main event was. Yeah, it was Dax and Mark Briscoe, wasn't it? Or was it Jay? Jay Briscoe. Jay Briscoe, sorry. Like, that was the real violent heart of that action. But here, it was all about Cash as a babyface in peril. Which is nice, because it was Cash that cost them the match in the first match. <gasps> because Be he did the 450! Because he did the springboard 450. He went against their playbook. So actually, for Cash to be that character here is really, really poetic. I love that. Yeah, Cash here. I, I just, I. It's like when someone has wrestled under a lucha mask, or they're a mute character, which, funny enough, FTR did do yeah. <laughs> last year for like all their career, and they either take off their mask and they're really handsome, say Andrade or Alberto Del Rio, or they've not said anything their entire career. El Generico, oh yeah, Sammy's it. They're different people, sorry. But just for the sake of argument, Sami Zayn, incredible promo. Cash Wheeler, and to an extent Dax, have wrestled heel as long as I've known them. Mm -hmm. When did they get so good at being baby faces? Because they've just been watching Bret Hart tapes. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is, basically. It's just Dax and CM Punk just watching Bret Hart tapes. Yeah, like, how, why was Bret the best wrestler in the world? Well, just, and then basically just comparing notes. Why does everybody else suck? All these kids <laughs> these days. Yeah, I, I was overwhelmed with how fantastic FTR as faces now. Oh yeah, the the spot for me was the BTE trigger. Mm. So the Bucks hit Big Rig, which was an amazing near fall, and then an even better near fall off of that because there was a bit of ref distraction and Nick Jackson hit Cash Wheeler with the belt. Matt Jackson gets the roll up, hooks the tights, and Cash Wheeler still kicks out, and the crowd really bought that as the finish. So when Matt and Nick then got in there together and hit BTE trigger and they proper milked hitting it. And he, they hit it, and he collapsed to the floor. And Matt rolls him up, and Cash Wheeler is out. He is done. Dax is nowhere to be seen. And it's one, two, and Cash's foot just falls onto the oh. rope. And the ref counts three. Yeah. And the Young Bucks music plays. The crowd go, oh my god! And the crowd bought it because they'd done the two near falls that had come previously. Yeah, yeah. This was like you know, it's the rule of three. So the crowd bought this as the finish. And then the referee realized the mistake that he'd made, made the match continue, and then the Bucks were just annoyed and frustrated. So they then went for the Meltzer driver. And as Nick Jackson did his springboard, little flip-de-do, and Dex <laughs> catches him in a powerbomb and does his little springboard powerbomb thing, it was just awesome. And then they hit, they hit their own big rig, and then grabbed Matt. Oh, it was before then. 
It was oh, BTE right. trigger, then this, then big rig. Do apologize. Yeah. So they get that, and the, yes, yeah, so they grab Matt and they hit the BTE trigger and kiss him on the face as well, like the uh, like they would do to Adam Cole. It's like FTR doing that spot, like kissing him either side, and it worked, and it was awesome. It is like it's beer money as baby faces, but. <laughs> Even better. Even better. I, I love this. I feel like FDR have so much momentum now. They do feel like the best tag team in the world. Uh, <laughs> of course, they're nowhere near the AEW tag titles right now. Well, they are the ranked number one team. <clears throat> well, I think while we're going with this, just to talk about what else happened in this episode, Jurassic Express challenged Red Dragon. They're going to have a tag title match next Wednesday. I think Red Dragon are going to win the tag team titles because that same Saturday it's Adam Cole fighting Hangman Page Friday. Friday sorry Hangman Page Adam Cole for the AEW world title you tell that story of Undisputed Era are they going to get all the belts but then off the back of that Red Dragon versus FTR that's a feud that's been bubbling away for a few months now <sighs> I mean, I would love to see Babyface FTR versus Babyface Jurassic Express because I think that would be a hell of a fun match. Yeah. However, Babyface FTR versus Redragon with their red name bar, mm -hmm. like, I think it might be... That, that, that is my preferred option. Yeah, definitely. And there's a story to be told there with Christian Cage who was a bit frustrated on today's show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, not a five-star for me, but... But probably four, three quarters again. Well, that was the conversation that we had before we came in, wasn't mm. it? It was just like, was this better than the Briscoes match? And for me, I don't think it was. Because I think the Briscoes <laughs> match is a legit match of the year contender. Not to say that this isn't. I think this will probably be in some people's conversation. But for me, I think maybe more people will see this match than they will the Briscoes match. So this they may will, yeah. So this will probably end up getting like more votes when we come to do our end of year poll. Mm. But for me, I think the Briscoes match at Supercard of Honor was better than that. But that was also on pay-per-view. That was also a, a much longer match, a very different style of match as well. Mm. Um, man, FCR were taped up to the nines. Yeah, right. They had uh, all the back stuff for Dax, and I think Cash had his shoulder. I liked that the story when it was Matt versus Dax in the ring because both guys had bad, bad lower backs. Matt is still selling that bad lower back <laughs> that he got five years ago yeah. <laughs> take that cornet is basically what he says every time he sells it yeah. life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Um, I can't see a... Oh, no, here it is. Sorry. Uh, um, uh, Ultra Chats Doc. Or Omega Chats Doc, because it is the Dynamite Review. Uh, so let's see what you guys thought. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get in your Omega Chats there. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars. Jacob Smith writes, Sweet Christmas! Why manifest trios titles in the face of such incredible tag team wrestling? Cannot believe how well FTR workers' faces without really changing characters too much. Also, love the uh, importance of an ROH champion post-supercard. Yeah, it's just, they just don't cheat. Yeah. I think that's the only thing they've changed. And a bit more babyface fire. Yeah, I think, I mean, Dax's hot tag. Mm. Hot dang, it was an incredible hot tag. So we've um, done our <laughs> WrestleTalk magazine awards for the month. And I, when we have our wrestler of the month, I gave it to FTR. And I and I wrote in there like I feel like this is more Dax than it is anything else, but I just I've completely fallen in love with FTR all over again. And I ne- if you'd have said to me a year ago there'll be an amazing babyface tag team, I would have said to you, never turn yeah. the babyface. They're far too good as heels, and that is why I will never run a wrestling promotion because I'll <laughs> just be bad at it. My GM. Yeah, mode, see, look at it, my GM. <laughs> look at my GM mode. That is showing the world plain to see why I would be bad at running a wrestling show. When FTR came out here, Cash is like smiling to the crowd. I just went, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get used to it. But it's weird. Like, and Dax like picked up a load of the ROH streamers. And yeah, at, at one point, I was just so used to them being heels. I th- I figured he was blowing his nose on them. <laughs> but I think he was, you know, paying respect. Gonna wipe his bum on them afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> ROH indie marks. Mark Mayhew. Hey, Luke T and Ollie Ray. Oh, that's good. To me, FTR have always been faces. They stood up to the Young Bucks when they were attacking crew members, then in a circle who were AEW's biggest heels. Even helped break up the toxic team of Paige Omega, which freed Hangman. Okay, that's a bit of a stretch. Can I ask why you guys don't watch the Road 2 episodes on YouTube? They're great to hype up the episode of Dynamite and usually have great promos. Also, I know why Ollie hates Hangman. It's ever since the Wangman graphic. I would have thought that would have made you actually love him more. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's ever since he became champion. I don't hate him. I just thought those first few months 
were non-optimal. No, no, and you have said in the office you think he's a terrible champion. <laughs> he's not over. He's not a not draw. Say that. Uh, the reason we don't watch the Road to episodes is because you know me personally, I probably watch about ten hours of wrestling a week, and I just that's sort of my limit. Yeah, there's there's in, sometimes I, when you're doing this as a as a job, like we talk about it day in day out. We do news episodes and podcast episodes. It's talked about in the office as well. I think sometimes I get a bit burned out on it. It's a bus, mm. busman's holiday, yeah. uh, as it's a common expression here in the UK. So when I go out of work, I want to watch something other than. Still love it. Just there's only so much wrestling a mind can take. Uh, Painted Viper. I know MJF is a heel. Oh, can, I, can I do this one from 10 Rosa because it's on topic? Oh, is that uh, coming through? Sorry. FTR versus the Young Bucks and this whole show kind of made me forget about Mania and all that madness. I think the road to double or nothing is going to be big and fun. This was an insane show and a beautiful mm. show to follow up the weekend from everyone else. Uh, Painted Viper. I know MJF is a heel, so he will obviously cut heel promos. However, I thought the Purple Heart promo on Sean Dean was more tasteless than anything. MJF has this way of... <laughs> Every time he does cut heel promos, managed to annoy or offend someone. Because remember, like all the methany stuff oh, we yeah. did during the Pilmer view, we got messages baby like he's crossing a line there. And now we found a new line that he's crossed for Painted Viper. Yeah, I think it's uh, it. If you take offense to that, you'll have to take offense to. Well, no, no, you can take offense. Everyone can take offense. But is that someone going too far as a character? I think those are two different things. And if you think he's gone too far as a character there, then all the things that you probably enjoyed about him going too far for someone else, he would have to stop doing as well. So it's part and parcel of being a very, you know, a offensive heel. heel. Well, like, this kind of heel, yeah. Like he is an out and out heel. Mm. There aren't a lot of them in wrestling these these days. But um, I mean, I, I thought it was a killer line. Mm. No pun intended. Dan Torkel, I became a fan because of the Bulldogs and Hearts and love tag wrestling. It's one of the many uh, reasons I continue to watch and support AEW as a fan. That said, the Hardys look worse each week. Maybe we do the Bucks match at Double or Nothing and phase them into a Sting-like role. This wasn't my favourite Hardys match I've ever seen. No, we'll get on to that. It was terrible. <laughs> I have no idea how that idea made it to air. Yeah. Really bad. Uh, and finally for now, Mr. Kajili. Hey guys, just wanted to say I hope Julia Hart asked Alex. Oh my god, Mr. Kajili. When when Julia Hart hit that twi the sparkle splash, yeah. I was like, I bet you Chris messages in about yeah. that. Asked Alexa if she can do that awful version of Twisted Bliss last night. So that look, character, move, set, gear. But no, she's not copying Alexa at all because AEW won't write. Even Alexa has spotted it now. Jam that jam. Yeah, it was it was a lot more overt yesterday. Um, I don't think they're the same character. No, I don't think they're the same character either. I don't think there's even remote <coughs> similarities between them. No, yeah. I, but the, there was obviously, you know, she she hit Bliss's move. Yeah, she did the sparkle splash. But and and landed right on her knees. <laughs> I was like, I did, that was the note that I made on that. I was like, I hope you never do that move again. Yeah, or try and take any suplexes. <laughs> oh, she wasn't very good, unfortunately. Um. But yeah, maybe it's paying tribute. Maybe it's a an honour for, for Bliss. Um, before we get into the rest of our Dynamite play-by-play, -play, 
Get your face sorted. Get your face sorted out, you ugly marks. With geology, <laughs> they're reinventing your men's skincare routine. Take the 30-second quiz by using the link in the video description down below or the one being posted by our wonderful moderating team. And they will pick out a skincare routine for you and ship it to your front door. And if you use our link, take in the quiz and get your 30-day trial, you will get 50% off using wow. our link in the video description down below. Thank you to Geology for sponsoring this episode of the Restore Podcast. We use this every day and night. It's got a morning and nighttime routine as part of the skincare. Right, so this episode of Dynamite opened like quite overtly from the commentary team as a pay-per-view level card and you've got to look at this I, th I don't know if Tony's said this somewhere I think he wanted to do better shows than WWE hmm. like Supercard of Honor and this episode of Dynamite bookends all of WWE's Wrestlemania programming and he went out of his way to do a load of big things but I think this is what Dynamite do every week. They they specifically said it's a pay-per-view level card. But they have said that on other weeks as well. They've opened the show being like, have you seen the card that's like tonight? Like when you and I have done this podcast mm -hmm. being like, this is a stacked card of matches tonight. But I don't feel like the commentary team usually put it over as much. Okay, fair I enough. I feel like this was a conscious effort to be like, no, we are the best wrestling company, which is great. Yeah, I mean, well, that's competition. One hundred percent. I think you should always strive to be the best and say that you are the the very best, like no one ever was. Uh, I didn't get that impression mm. though. I just felt like this was for me. Th this is, I think, where you and I slightly differ on Dynamite. Sometimes for me, this was uh, as good as every other week of Dynamite has been recently because this was just another terrific two hours of wrestling. Oh yeah, it's always a terrific two hours of wrestling, but sometimes, you know, you don't get Samoa Joe debuting with storylines and. That, that main event. Yeah, you get other characters debuting, like which happens every other week. Yeah, with no storylines, and they get lost in the shuffle. Okay, but this first match was Christian versus Adam Cole, a match that somehow they haven't done yet, despite them feuding since, like, September. Um, it was really professional. Like, by the end of the match, the crowd weren't super hot throughout it, but, like, loud, I mean. It was kind of like... It was that sort of chess piece kind of match. Uh, I suppose, yeah, I suppose the, the face of Paul there is because like the ovations that both these men got when they came out were like oh, yeah. monstrous pops. And by the end, the entire arena was on their feet applauding. And then the finish came like right after. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was one of those lean forward observe matches. Really, really, really good. And we got uh, Cole again dropping the boom but he didn't have the knee pad down and he did it in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. So Cage kicked out and Excalibur had to trip over himself so he could explain the storyline. <laughs> Guys, the reason why it didn't work is because... Yeah, it was really good stuff. Obviously Cole won in the end. Uh, and then Red Dragon ran right down, brawled with Christian, Jurassic Express, saved Christian. They brawled off. And then Hangman Page came down. But, you know generic of just the way to orchestrate this segment but when hangman was in the ring he was on fire and he challenges cole to a texas death match next week live on rampage and he said killer line 
get your affairs in order. As in, I am going to kill you. Such a good line. Like, (laughs) taking what he did in the Texas Deathmatch from Lance Archer to be like, because, you know, Cole has been talking up this big game. He's like, okay, do you want to do this? You're going to step into my arena and we'll do this my way. I thought this was an awesome promo. I thought it looked rad. The ovation that he got when mm. his music hit and he came out as well was so great. And the crowd were massively, massively into him as champion. I absolutely loved all of this. I thought it was terrific. And actually, like props to Cajun Cole as well, because like you said, that because they haven't done this as a singles match since uh, both men have come into the company, despite the fact that they were feuding last year, this had like a real big fight feel yeah, to yeah. it. Like both of them just sort of stood there just soaking in the mm. crowd atmosphere around them. It felt like right at the start of Christian's run. Well, you know, the say the Christian Kenny Omega match, not as big as that, but it had that same vibe. Mm-hmm. Whereas I guess since then, Christian has almost been a back, not a background player, but a supplementary player to Jurassic Express. Well, yeah, I, I think you could say, say it's been a background mm. player. You know, he had matches in December, then didn't have a match till March. Uh, AEW have obviously seen the declining ratings for Rampage, which, let's be honest, it has been skippable. I love Keith Lee, I love Swerve, I love Team Taz, but the idea was for Rampage to be a show alongside Dynamite, but it definitely feels like the B show. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the stories are kind of mostly contained on Rampage. We even say now, oh, that feels like a Rampage storyline. That feels like a Rampage wrestler. And maybe the, you know, quite bad ratings now has shocked them into doing this because a live, well, live Rampage was always going to be the way because they've got the Battle of the Belts the next night. But Hangman Page versus Adam Cole live in that match. And this Friday, we've got both Brian Danielson and John Moxley wrestling on rampage that for me is more the the indicator like mm. i think this would match would have been on the live rampage regardless of like it's what the texas. ratings are it's yeah. in texas and I, you know live rampage they try and do something really big for that show week after that will probably be back to what rampage usually is mm. like rampage for me like it, yeah like the ratings but the ratings are exactly what tnt want so it's not like it is a it's not tanking it's not doing terrible they want it to be half a million viewers and they get half a million viewers every single week they get like 420 they get more. They, they get off. You can tell when they don't get over four twenty because WWE leak the numbers out. They've to, stopped doing that for. A, no, they only stop doing it if it's un, if it's over five hundred thousand. They don't leak the numbers. Mm. If it's under four hundred thousand, <laughs> if the fast nationals are under four hundred thousand, then they do leak the numbers out. If they're over five hundred, then they don't. Because if they're over five hundred, TNT are getting what they're after. Mm. Uh, but oftentimes those fast nationals are wrong, and um, it still does over the five hundred thousand views. But I think it's only a rare couple of weeks where it's done under the five hundred mark. Can we just can we check it? Because I, I was uh, under a loose impression that it has, but they have been moved around a lot yeah. the last two months. Some of the, yeah, I mean, like they were on like eleven o'clock or so. Like mm. they, they did very bad numbers. Uh, Later on, we had a promo with Regal, the Blackpool Combat Club, backstage, and William Regal is like, "Oh, I'm excited because my boys get to go on Rampage," <laughs> and it was like, "Oh, they're they're, they're pushing Rampage." Uh, so yeah, I mean it was four, five, six last week, and that mm-hmm. was up from the previous week, which was the record low one. But that was the one that was not in the normal time slots. Yeah, but last week's was normal time slot. Yeah, over the last ten weeks, uh, Rampage has averaged five hundred and twelve thousand viewers. Mm. So, so over the last ten weeks, it has averaged out to be what TNT are after. Yeah, it's I would call it disappointing. 
for me like i mean we had this conversation before the disappointing thing about rampage for me isn't its ratings it's the fact that it has not felt like as big of a show as dynamite is mm. like dynamite does feel like the show that you have to watch and rampage is a fun extra hour to watch on a saturday morning and i love watching on a saturday morning i've said it many times before it's my favorite show of the week to watch I don't have to take note. It's only an hour and I get four really good matches. Mm. So it's a huge thumbs up from me. Like I, I love Rampage every single week. But if I don't see an episode, I'm like likely not to have missed anything massive mm. when I come around to watching Dynamite the following week. I think they're interlinked. I think they're the same thing. I think the ratings and does it feel like a must watch show? That's the same issue there. I, because I, you know, I love Rampage. I love Dynamite. But even if I'm not working, I will still watch Dynamite. If I miss a Rampage, I don't go back and watch it. However, obviously I watched last week because of Keith Lee and Hobbs. That's it. There's, there's a match. If yeah. there's a match that I really want to check out, like I think there was a couple of weeks ago when it was um, Strickland versus Tony Nix. Mm -hmm. Or actually it was the Strickland. Yeah, debut match. Uh, and Strickland versus um, Ricky Starks. <laughs> Like those are the ones, those are the weeks where I'm like, actually, I really do want to see that match. Maybe I don't want to see everything on the show, but I do want to see those matches. But the next two weeks of Rampage, I'm like, that is must-see viewing, particularly next week's. Yeah, and I have seen a picture of Wheelie Utah after the John Moxley match. I know. Well, we will, yeah, spoilers. Mm. I've heard them too. Uh, so yes, cannot wait for Friday, or in our case. Very early Saturday morning. Saturday morning. <laughs> uh, we got a recap of Supercard of Honor and Joe's debut there, slash return, which was great use of telling people what has happened on things outside of AEW. So thrilled to see this. <laughs> I was too. Because like, if you, I would say that if you didn't have this, the promo that came afterwards, actually, I mean, Samoa Joe coming out, might be like, what the hell? What's, yeah, Samoa, yeah, Joe yeah. What's Samoa Joe doing in the Impact Zone? If you've not got Twitter or watched that <laughs> show, yeah. Uh, but it was Samoa Joe versus Max Caster in a qualifying match for the Owen Hart yes. tournament. Yeah, all the Owen Hart Cup <coughs> matches we've had thus far have all been qualifying All qualifiers. Uh, and Max Caster, dear God, like he, what a rap. And every time he said it, I got more scared for him. Because <laughs> Samoa Joe's really like, okay. He's, oh, this this is TNA Joe, wasn't it? That's what I said to you. That's what I said to you on Friday, Saturday when we reviewed this show. This is a return to TNA 2005 Samoa Joe. I just thought he couldn't do it anymore, though. Not disrespectfully, just like, no, he was, you know. It was that, a, that was nearly 20 years ago. Yeah, like <laughs> doing the sent on dives and the really explosive quick movements. And then, you know, watching him in NXT, how he just became a lot more slow, methodical. You're like, okay, he can't do that stuff anymore. That makes sense. But now I'm thinking, oh no, did WWE tell him to stop wrestling so cool? Stop being Samoa Joe. Because this was like, step up in Siguri in the corner. It was a tope outside. Granted, <laughs> kind of like a sack of spuds tope. <laughs> Mick Foley doing it at WrestleMania <laughs> 2000. Uh, and then a muscle buster. Right, well, this was you remember when you and I, uh, we went through that period of time where we saw loads of Jushin Thunder Liger matches? Like, it was <laughs> 2018 or whatever it was. Live, yeah. And we saw a lot of them live. And it was just, every match was Liger going out and playing the hits. And it was just like, it's Liger, surfboard stretch. And it was mm. just basically like, Liger just like, here's my entrance, here are all the moves you'd like me to see, and then yeah. I win, and then I wave, and we all go like, <laughs> respectful applause. Yeah. Respectful applause because we love to watch Liger wrestle. 
that's what this reminded me of. I wrote my notes here. This is Samoa Joe just playing the hits. It's all the hits I want to see him play. And then he won. But it didn't feel like a phoning in or a nostalgia. No. It felt like this is Joe Means business. And when he started no-selling Max Caster's chops, <gasps> I'm really like, yeah, I am so happy because I was apprehensive about this. Love Joe. I just, he's wrestled once in two years. He's had wellness policy violations. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I know, that. I forgot too. Loads of injuries. Well, that's what Max Castor was talking about. Called him injury prone. You're just the X division, which I thought was a lovely mm. line. But the, the killer line at the end was that, like, I'm glad to see Tony gave you a chance. When we beat you in the ratings, We you were their champ. So, you know, it works better if you're an American and you're actually good at rapping. Sadly, the timelines don't quite match up. <coughs> Because Joe wasn't champion ever when they were beating him in the ratings in the West. Oh, like, stop he it! Was on the, he was on the main roster at that point. <laughs> oh, didn't no when he came back down. They, they went to Tuesdays. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't don't let truth get in the way. Good <laughs> I watched WWE. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt then appear on the screen. Oh, I love them as an act. Mm. Okay, so yeah, you got Samoa Joe in the ring and he's been cut on a promo by Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. This is the TNA X division of 2007. <laughs> and they say that, or Jay said, hey, I tried to ring you for four months to figure out what to do. My mentor didn't pick up the phone, but if a billionaire calls, comes calling, you obviously answer the phone to him. You are the Samoan gold digger, but don't worry, we'll have a present fitting for a mentor next week. So not only was this a great debut, like AW always have solid debuts for people. Like when Keith Lee turns if, if up. If you're a man. If you're if you're a man. But th then it's about the follow-up. You know, for me, Keith Lee debuted, great match, and then we didn't really get a proper storyline for a while. This is I'm Samoa Joe, I'm here. I'm immediately in the Owen Hart tournament, the first qualified, and I've got this feud with Jay Lethal. And that is the what we were saying about Tony Storm last uh, last week. 100%. Because I love Tony Storm. And I thought her debut last week was awesome. But there's no follow-up to Tony Storm's <coughs> debut, awesome debut last week. She got a backstage segment, basically you know, teasing a she's going to meet Jamie Hayter in the tournament. That's grand, and I love that. But this was like, here is Samoa Joe, and here is a storyline for him. Here are the Hardy Boys, and the Hardy Boys have got a storyline. Here is, and actually I would say, here's Keith Lee, and Keith Lee has got this big pay-per-view match, and then he's got a storyline after that. And lady debuts tend not to get that mm. same treatment. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we got the Blackpool Combat Club promo, which we've already covered. Sean Spears took on the captain, Sean Dean, the, uh, like one of the few people to have a win on MJF, Sean Dean. And uh, MJF joined commentary. This was all a way to have Wardlow do his invasion spot again. He destroyed a load of security guards, eventually overwhelmed him so they couldn't he couldn't get to Max. But in all the distraction, Sean Spears lost. And Max is like, Arr! So yeah, last week it FTR still won. But this week the pinnacle took an L. So that angered MJF enough to first of all challenge Sean Dean to a match next week and hope that Wardlow turns up. It was a nice escalation of mm -hmm, the story mm. because this was last week, he got to a certain part of the arena and the security stopped him. This week, he got further than that and then the security stopped him and Sean Spears took the loss. So it's just a nice little, yeah. it's the same angle we did last week, 
but it's the next step of that angle. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Uh, Wardlow, this is just the whole crowd are chanting Wardlow when he's not even there. So this is working something fierce. Uh, we got the best friends promo backstage, the sort of other half of the Blackpool Combat Club stuff because Moxley is facing Utah and Danielson. Danielson is facing Trent. Trent, yes. And it was, again, the Chucky e. T wants Utah to stay with them and Trent's like, you're a prick. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's like when Willie Utah was with them, I was like, why are you still with them though? Yeah. Like, you've walked away from them a couple of times now. I'd stop hanging out with them backstage. Other, but you know, I think Willie Utah's a really captivating screen presence. I love Trent, and like, yeah. and it's made me feel so sorry for Chucky e. T, mm. which is you know that's what you want from this storyline as well is to feel bad for Chuck. So uh, all of this is working for me. Uh. We get footage of LAX. Well, they're not LAX, but, you know, Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz beating up the Jericho Appreciation Society backstage earlier in the day where Kingston threw a monitor at them. Did you see the monitor was behind MJF in his Love promo that. later on as well? He's Love like, what that. happened to that monitor? Aren't you going to fix that? <laughs> yeah, that was... Oh, that is the level of attention to detail that is really satisfying. He threw a TV at him. Yeah, that, so they just... JAS escaped through the double doors, and as the double doors were closing, Kingston yeets <laughs> this monitor at them. So, two moments I <laughs> about this. A, Kingston threw a TV at them. It was a big <laughs> TV as well. It was a big, like, 50 inch TV thing. The second bit was when they chased them out, and Jake Hager's got their getaway car. So, the JAS will bundle in this car and it drives off. Santana and Eddie Kingston run out, and they're like, okay, they got away. Ortiz, still running. <laughs> this, it's a car, and it is driving away at breakneck speed. Ortiz, well, I'm not stopping. I may catch up with I'll catch up with them. Here's another way Ortiz was the best thing this week, because then they all come down to the ring, and Kingston and Santana are fired up, and they're doing their promo. Like, next week, we challenge you to a six-man. Doesn't matter if you agree or not, we're going to fight you anyway. <laughs> they kept on saying, we're going to attack you on, on site. I didn't know what they meant. I didn't if they meant, like, here is a site, an area, but apparently it's looking like it's on site. Yeah, so Kingston was saying in the promos, like, for those that may not know that means that no matter where you are like, even mm. if you're with your family we're gonna get you like you we are just gonna beat you up regardless of where you are you have made a mistake here eddie kingston kept bringing up people's kids <laughs> it's like oh no 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 like no there's no honor here if your kids are there i'm still going to hurt you yeah and i'm like This is very morally complicated. <laughs> are they the baddies? <laughs> but it just shows like how, you know, there are rules, but sometimes the rules don't apply. This so, is a very much babyface act. You tell Eddie Kingston the rules apply <laughs> to him. But all the while, Santana and Kingston are pacing around. Ortiz is just in the middle, standing <laughs> still. And he looks so cool. I'm so glad to see. Are these three together? Yeah. We um we talked about this last week, me and uh, Pete, that is, about, you know, they were talking about the numbers game. Mm -hmm. And then Pete was like, who do you think the other numbers could be? And I said, don't say it. What do you think I'm going to say? Homicide and Hernandez. Hernandez. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what if it's homicide? Because that would really make sense. They're like, and Hernandez. Well, homicide makes a lot of sense. Really does, right? Mm. I mean, Hernandez makes way less <laughs> sense, uh, only because of outside of the LAX thing, because he's Hernandez. Yeah. But at the same time, and if it was, and clearly Tony Khan loves TNA from 2007. So, 
Well, he's bought Ring of Honor now. He's got a new thing to fetishize. But it'll, eventually it'll be like, oh, what else can I but wrestle X society? <laughs> society, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was called. Uh, we got a recap of Hook, what he's been doing on Rampage. With Danhausen. Hook is a Rampage talent. Yeah, he, he does feel like a Rampage guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, he, he's never wrestled on any other show. Yeah. <coughs> Jade Cargill comes out. She is so good she has star presence i think all those concerns we had about all oh, the first tbs champion is that a good idea yeah just yes it is happy to, <laughs> happy to be wrong yeah um the, the thing this was fine but she was then like i just want to give a shout out to my baddies section and it was just a row of women who uh were described as sort of beautiful confident women correct and then it showed them and they're like yeah and i was like this is lame. <laughs> what the, what the, this is a heel thing, but it's a goofy heel thing. It doesn't. Wor- it doesn't. I don't think it works for Jade. Yeah, they're playing it up like it's a an empowering thing, but it. I, I, I thought it come across as a bit lousy. If it was a guy doing it, I'm just a re- shout out to my my homies and like boo. If, if Jericho had done this, <laughs> yes. if Jericho had done this, you'd be like, that is a very Jericho thing to do. Yeah, but Jade Cargill like. The, the the appeal of Jade Cargill is Jade Cargill and the fact that she looks like a legit superhero. So, are these baddies? They're not like I thought. Oh my god, she's just unveiled a six-person faction, but they're not. They're just local women. They're, they're local, beautiful, confident women. And next week, when they go to New Orleans, there'll be a different baddie section. So, what are they doing? They're rec- I just I, trying I, to I, understand. Well, I think Marina is going to beat them all up. Well, in that case. Perfect. Yeah. I'll see how it plays out then. I hadn't thought of that. Uh, because Jade had a great line where she said, I'm sick of all these MMA failures trying to come here. <laughs> I was like, she's right. <laughs> she is right. I am sick and tired of it as well. She she is a, someone who just, <coughs> she gets it. Yeah. And it's she's been doing this for such a short period of time. It is insane how quickly she's gotten it. She is almost as good as Pat McAfee. Or Logan Paul. You reckon? Well, and just in terms of like someone who instinctively gets it. Right. I think. Uh, I was being facetious there. <laughs> MJF. <clears throat> this is where he challenged Dean, Sean Dean to a match next week. Uh, we've kind of covered it. But he did say the offensive line, which was, well, I only wrote down that he would, he'll injure Sean Dean more than he ever would have been in combat. And then he'd said, and I'm going to award you a purple heart. Right, yeah. I think that's a great heel, great heel line. Um, that doesn't offend me, but it is offensive. Mm-hmm. That is definitely an offensive line. Which is MJF's mantra. Yeah. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> this was the only bad thing on the show, but it was pretty bad. I, I liked the that suplex spot that they did on the outside. Yeah, yeah. But the production <laughs> cocked it up because there was a table there, and then they did the suplex. And then the table wasn't there because the camera didn't show Jeff moving it. So it, oh. it, it just looked like the table glitched and, yeah. and, and disappeared. I was confused by that. Uh, so this was a table match between the Butcher and the Blade versus the Hardys. They, the great emphasis said you can only get eliminated if it's an offensive manoeuvre through a table so if someone was to move out the way and you were to crash through a table say doing a spear that wouldn't count 
which what happened with the butcher which is like i was like okay i appreciate that level of rules because it's not i think i mostly disagree with it from just a psychological standpoint because you want to save the big table break spot for the finish but kind of in the same way as how many wrestlers do you have legal in the ring for a three-way tag it's just a different way to tell a story so I'm like, okay well i'm here for the ride unfortunately they then didn't follow the rules <laughs> yeah they really didn't did it it's like um it's just it was a bit of a mess because from the start from the very start of this because when they put jeff jeff got eliminated first which you think that's weird because surely jeff hardy is going to do the big spot at the end which he did do. <laughs> but Jeff got eliminated first. And because they didn't set the table up properly, they didn't set one side of the legs up, he didn't really go through the table. But they were like, well, Jeff went through the table there. He just sort of hit it and slid off of it. He landed on it, but it didn't. he didn't go through it. Yeah, that's it. It, it snapped, but it had already fallen on the floor by then because the leg gave way. So I was like... But do you, because because they put so much emphasis on an offensive maneuver through the table, I was like, but was it through? Yeah, I I think when um when Tony Khan wrote this down on a piece of paper, he was like, it's Royal Rumble two thousand, like this this is going to be Royal Rumble two thousand on dynamite, and it's going to be the most amazing thing ever. I think this is Matt Hardy pitching this. You reckon? I just don't see because what... it's like proper nostalgia run. Yeah, and it's like Matt is the sort of creative brain here. Um, I don't. I don't think Tony is coming up with this match. This is not a Tony match. A Tony Khan who loves wrestling from like the two thousands. Yeah, but he also likes things that make sense. Oh, I suppose yeah, in a way. Like I, I don't think I would have thought Tony would have been signing off on this sort of thing. Well, he did sign off on it, obviously. Yeah, because it's. But I don't think it was his. You don't think the idea concept? Yeah, I think that's probably a, a fair assumption. <coughs> um, it it did not work. I don't think I want to be watching the heart. Like when Jeff did that massive swanton off the side of the uh, the gymnasium or whatever it was. Awesome. Incredible. Uh, however, I don't need to see Jeff do a very similar spot two weeks later mm -hmm. because the more you do it, the less special it feels. So, you know, let's bring out Sting for a promo and Team Taz come out to interrupt him. Like there's only so many times you can do that on TV. Similarly, there's only so many times you can have Andrade come down after the Hardys have won and then Sting comes out to stop him. Uh -huh. Like, are we building to a Sting-Andrade match? I'll be honest with you, love to see it. I think that'd be grand. But I am pretty much ready for these lot to all move on from each other. Yeah, I was ready a month ago, I'd say. Um, So Jeff was eliminated first, then Butcher was eliminated. But... They stuck around and they continued to wrestle in the match. Royal and, Rumble 2000. Yeah. And the commentators said, look, it's no DQ. And I was like, yeah, that makes that makes sense. You, but you could hear how annoyed JR was. <laughs> he said it. Bowling shoe ugly. I know that is that is JR speak for. <laughs> yeah, this is not this is not very good, folks. And so both men were eliminated, continued to wrestle. I'm like, OK, fair enough. And like Luke said, the finishing spot was blade on two tables, big ladder outside, Jeff Swanton bomb through it. Blade goes to the table. I'm like, yeah, but Jeff was eliminated. So surely an offensive maneuver through the table from the, from the still legal person. So Matt should have put him through. 
What was the point of the eliminations? What was the point of the tables? It just utterly failed in every part of the stip. I I mean I think I was just glad to see it done. So yeah, like, and <laughs> on top of that, it was not a good wrestling match That's apart it, yeah. from the suplex. Yeah, no, yeah. Apart from that one suplex, <coughs> part, uh, I I would think I was just glad to see it over with. Mm-hmm. And grant, you know, it is cool to still see Jeff do those sort of swanton bombs off the ladders, but also at the same time, I don't think I want to see him continually do that. Um, at his age, no, it's it's not what I want to see out of him currently. Uh, and like you said, AFO came out after, but Sting took them out with a bat. No Derby. Well, he got beat by Andrade, didn't he? Hmm. Uh, Christian. I think he got eliminated from the feud. <laughs> can, can more people get eliminated from the feud? <laughs> it's Jurassic Park promo. <laughs> it's a Jurassic Express promo backstage. Jurassic Park. <laughs> and before they can even get started, Christian is like. Arr! And throws his water bottle against the wall and walks off. Yeah, and then Jurassic Express is like, "Okay, sorry about it. We'll we'll, we'll do our promo." And they ca- they challenge uh, Red Dragon to a match, a title match next week. I think it is. Is hilarious the word I'm after? I think I'm going to use hilarious. Um, they've got a show next week called Battle of the Belts, and they've announced three title matches for next <laughs> week, and only one of them is happening on Battle of the Belts. Mm, probably the the least intriguing one. It's Nyla yeah. Rose versus Thunder Rosa. Yeah, which I mean, I'd imagine then probably Ricky Starks <laughs> versus Shane Strickland will be added to it, or Ricky Starks versus Keith Lee will be added to that for the FTW Championship, and Sammy versus Scorpio Sky for the sure, TNT title. Sure, Mega baby face, Sammy <laughs> Guevara. We didn't cover their segment earlier because it was just for the ad break, but Sammy and Ty Conti have their little Love Actually placard mm-hmm. things they do, and uh, I'm liking them less and less each week. Well... Have you heard what happened on Rampage? Not a spoiler. The crowd booed them out the building. <gasps> Did they really? They cheered Dan no. Lambert. <laughs> this is what happened in the Cody feud that never actually happened in the end. And Dan Lambert made reference to this. It's like, no one likes Cody and Brandy so much. They're cheering me. <laughs> and I'm Dan Lambert. I would say, I hate to say I told you so, <laughs> but I love it. I love it when I'm right. <laughs> Uh, Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose video package for Battle of the Belts. Jamie Hayter and uh, Tony. I just had Storm there and my mind was like, Lance Storm? (laughs) (laughs) Tony Storm had a non-American accent confrontation. (laughs) He did. Oi, governor, I'm going to beat you in the Owen Hart tournament. Crikey. (laughs) I hope we do get to see each other in the tournament. I'm not going to shake your hand, mate. Bonza. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. (laughs) Bonza. Veggie might. I'll see you there. Uh, Julia Hart took on it's not <coughs> offensive because they're part of the Commonwealth exactly uh, Julia Hart took on Akaru Shida next in the Owen Hart tournament This and this was Julia Hart finally revealing that she's a heel yeah uh, speaking of you know how we sometimes say like there's a difference between long term storytelling and a storyline that's just taking uh, way too long to tell this is the second half of, just put her in House of Black already mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it has been months and months and months and it's never moving forward i don't think malachi remembers <laughs> i think he's completely <laughs> forgotten Brody king has no idea <laughs> buddy matthews has like sorry who's he has no idea who she is because it happened before he even arrived i can picture them in the house of black now and the ring doorbell goes <laughs> and buddy matthews is looking at the video screen Who's that? Does someone want to deliver room? Like, what's what's going on here? And Malachi's like, crap, I oh, totally forgot. Oh, I did that thing. Oh, oh 
I did it to Cody as well. Do you think he's going to show up? <laughs> Where is that guy? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Julia Hart sort of attacked Hikaru Shida before the bell and started choking her with her jacket. And the varsity blonde's like, uh, sis, everything okay? I'm like, where have you been? Where have you been? Just for, the la- for the last six months, where have you been? It's weird how you're acting very weird. Now is when you're concerned. They get, like, Julia sends them to the back, and they're like, well, that was weird. <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens next week on Dark. <laughs> Let's not talk about this for another seven days. <laughs> we could probably get another two months out of this before we have to have this conversation again. And the match wasn't very good, but... I love Shida so much and I don't get enough of Shida so I actually really enjoyed it regardless yeah same here Julia Hart would not go up for any suplexes at at first I was like oh man Shida is busting out these power driving up suplexes because you know Julia Hart would stop halfway and Shida would make sure she went over but then Alvarez was like no, Julia just wasn't going up for it I thought it was by design yeah apparently I thought it was just like it was to make Shida look super duper strong Mm. and it and it, hey, it worked because she did. I actually thought it made Julia look quite good as well. Like I thought Julia was all right in this match, apart from that sparkle splash, which was all on her knees. Mm-hmm. And I think that she, if you're not going to do it, if you're going to do it and land on your knees, you need to pack that in right now. Yeah, uh, she the one. Yes, I was like, there are <laughs> part of you that thought that Julia Hart was. Going I was to win. worried. Because she just debuted a new character, kind of. Sorry, hold on, a new character. Well, you know what I mean. This was like the first proper dynamite version of it. And then in the back of my head, I was just like, and the tournament's named after. (laughs) Surely Julia, I know she's not related. Surely Julia Hart has got to get some way in the Hart tournament. I was like, if they're not putting the Canadian bunny into the sort of Rowan Hart, they're probably not going to put Julia Hart in it either. Yeah. So Shida won, and I was I really popped for it, more than I should, because I'm weirdly invested in her. And then Serena Deeb's behind her. She's going to hit her with the, the steel chair. Speaking of storylines that are taking a long time to tell, but they just have a two-month gap in between mm-hmm. each story beat. And Shida's like, I've got a kendo stick. and Yeah, so hopefully they'll meet in the tournament and yeah, have an actually so. good match like they can do. Yeah, without like, like the, the first one. Um, and we've already spoken about the main event, so... Awesomely, we'll finish on this backstage segment. Swerve Scott is being interviewed, and he is so real-life cool, they showed a picture of him at the Grammys because his mate was getting an award or something. I was like, oh, God damn, you're cool. If WWE did that, I'd be like, this is lame. <laughs> They'd have probably thought about how many likes it got on Instagram yeah. or something. And it wouldn't just be a photo, it would be... Uh, Variety or the Hollywood Reporter on the top and Team Taz jump him in the locker room and out of nowhere Keith Lee runs in and tackles powerhouse Hobbs through a wall which makes this the best segment on the show (laughs) it felt like old Lance Archer throw someone into the ceiling days yeah I mean he he did fall through what was effectively polystyrene like it, it didn't look like a real wall in the least and, I, and this is thicker. <laughs> I think it is. And and a Dini care because the big lad went through a wall. It's hardcore triple threat WrestleMania X7. <laughs> Just need to get someone through go through a window. King Kong versus Godzilla, and I absolutely loved it. It was so cool as well because 
you don't really see a lot of Hobbs going through this wall because Keith Lee's back is so broad and he's just standing there. And like, there's not another camera. doesn't cut to the other side. It's just Keith Lee, like, being awesome. Great. Loved great, it. great, great. What a great segment. What a great show. Uh, 91%, third best episode of the year. Uh, and it was a big, big episode in the poll. 53% gave it a 5 out of 5, 30% gave it 4 out of 5, 11% thought it was a m -m 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 mid 3 out of 5 show. <laughs> Look at that 1 out of 5 bump. Ridiculous. Uh, let's get on to our oh, Omega chats. Master Popo12 says, Hey gents, I was at the show last night. The crowd was on fire the entire night, including Rampage. You're in for a treat on Friday. Mox versus Utah was arguably better than FTR versus Bucks. Wow. Oof. Round three should be an Iron Man match for the AEW, ROH, and AAA belts at Double or Nothing in May. Iron Man tag match. Hmm. Don't think I'd ever. An Iron Man tag match. They must have done one in the 2000s, surely. <laughs> Seems like something NXT would have done in the mid-noughties, but yeah. I can't... No, mid-teens, sorry. Uh, Waltz, JP. I was in the crowd last night, and it was the most insane crowd I've ever been a part of. It was such a good crowd. Without spoiling anything, the main event is the loudest I've ever heard an arena. If FTR versus Bucks isn't my match of the year, then that is. Last night was amazing. Jimmy Craig, you were there. It was, it's Wow, It's JP is the name. Ah, Wow. <laughs> James Weston. Uh, hey, lads. Been watching y'all since it was just Luke and Ollie. Love you all. Thanks for the wonderful content. I was at the show last night. And as much uh, as the Bucks FTR match was awesome, spoiler, Mox Utah was match of the night. Utah is amazing. It was a three separate people. Though. Bang, like back to back, saying <laughs> the exact same thing. This has made me feel like this episode, this week's episode of Rampage is a unmissable one. Probably. Gregory Nelson. I was also at the show last night and can confirm the last three Omega chats. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Carl McVicker. I bloody love AEW. I didn't even bother with Mania. Oh, you should. It was really fun. You should. Do you think without the nostalgia it would be as good as you say? No. Sammy Say vs. Jordan Knoxville. That's kind of nostalgia. The film's brand new. <laughs> Um, it's and... the fourth movie <laughs> of a 20 year old <laughs> franchise but Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch was a legit match of the year contender you're right one of the 14 matches and Logan Paul's tag match was really good there's mm. not nostalgia in there although we did have a Pokemon card so is that nostalgia yes I'm so looking forward to Double or Nothing I love all of your content and yourselves jam that jam Zoe Sung somehow AEW made me get FTR this is black magic so many step is this episode Jade is a megastar she brought the Hooters guy who's the who Mark is Mark Sterling the Hooters guy the Hooters guy I'm so happy for him baddie section baby Punish Julie had good acting in her match. Max, please be careful. Joe will kill you. Joe was looking at Max Caster during that rap being like, how am I going to kill him? <laughs> and then he did another line. He's like, I think I might do this as mm. well then. Meng. I know we went to Disneyland last weekend and it was fun, but welcome back to the real world with consistent good wrestling. Max Caster rap was fire, but I can't get enough of the Samoan dancing machine. I forgot about that. He just started dancing. It was terrifying. 
Also, FDR are the best baby faces. Top baby faces out. That's a good way of framing it. We went to Disneyland for the weekend, and now we're back to the real yeah. stuff about WrestleMania. Zoe Sung. Uh, or Zoe Sung. I could make so many Metal Gear memes out of heart. It's like Mox all over again. Uh, yeah, I mean, hard, hard, hard. <laughs> Patrick Ganiski. Hi, guys. I was watching AEW last night, and my girlfriend's little brother, Caleb, was watching and really liked the show. Really liked Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy. The only bad part for him is there's no live show on Thursday. Can Caleb get a jam that jam? So, jam that jam, Caleb. Jam that jam. So uh, Jade Cargill posted up a photo of her posting with Braddy, Baddy Margrath, lover of all life and everything cool in it. I'm a baddie Jade Cargill said so. Um, and, and he posed with her and he's called himself the Boston baddie and he's got a, a shirt that says the same thing. Um, is he like a... He's got sort of local sports fan, mildly famous yeah. vibe. Yeah, is, is he is he a local man for local people? Never never heard of him, but happy for him. Yes, he sounds he sounds great. Nate S, did Luke get hired as AEW GM? <laughs> seems <laughs> seems like every week we're getting a tables match or a death match or a wild tornado tag. Oh, wait till you get to, well, wait till you get to the pay per view episode, my friend. I love it, but be careful you don't run out of money. <laughs> Hope Willow wins. Would be great to see her in the Owen. She was impressive last Friday. Yeah, I, I I didn't have a very good week. Mm-hmm. Episode four uh, was not a good week <laughs> for me on my GM mode. Tam Ruzza, Samoa Joe, that's all I have to say about that. The Open was insane from Christian and Cole to the tag match. Can't wait to watch Rampage. Guys, I might be in London late July, early August. A round of drinks on me if Ollie will accept a converted Australian dollar drink on me. Well, as long as it's converted. Yeah, it will then be in... Mark Sterling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate S. Is off my nut an English saying? I was like, excuse me, what did Regal just say? <laughs> I didn't even think about that because I was listening to Going In Raw on the way here and Stephen Larson kept bringing up uh, going off his nuts. And I was like, oh, yeah. Just, uh, and a nut is like, what's well, your head? Yeah. And you're off your head. You are crazy. Yeah. But I didn't even consider for a moment that Americans might not have a, the first clue of what he's on about. Well, to, to nut is to ejaculate Yeah, the man fluid, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, Nate S thought <laughs> William Regal was saying he is off his jizz. <laughs> <laughs> he's off his spunk. I'm using it from now on, Nate S says. I was off my nut during that main event. Crikey. I mean, that's actually a correct usage. <laughs> actually is. Mr. Kajilli. Hi, guys. I feel I need to say why I'm so hard on Julia. It's because for months I've seen AEW hardcore fans come at Alexa for stealing Bray's gimmick, but now Cricket's about Julia doing it. They're not the same gimmick, (laughs) though, Chris. With Alexa especially, Blonde gets corrupted by a dark figure. Uh, That That is... Blonde gets corrupted by a dark figure. It's such a broad generalization that you could probably say that all gimmicks are the same. You could say anyone Malachi Black goes for and corrupts over time is is similar. Uh, Mr. Kajili continues, the reason why they aren't doing the Julia Hart to the House of Black is because I think the Alexa comparisons and if she's with Buddy too, with his past relationship with Alexa, big red flags, he'll start calling Julia Alexa by accident. I hadn't thought of that. Of course, Buddy mm. and Alexa used to be together. But no, they're obviously still doing it. Yes. Now, <laughs> if this was the same thing, 
Chris. If your comparison, your comparison would work there if Malachi Black stopped doing the Malachi Black gimmick and Julia Hart started doing it, and then Malachi Black got released. Yeah, and Julia Hart became the new leader of the House of Black. And you look—that's the only way this comparison works. And you look at Bliss, and it's obviously Suicide Squad Harley Quinn. Yes, this is nothing like Suicide Squad Harley Quinn. Absolutely not. Talis P. Or Tails P, sorry. With the Cole Cage opening and the FTR Bucks ending, Dynamite has perfect booking according to <laughs> WWE 2K2020. <laughs> was I the only one who thought Julia Hart was turning heel tonight? Spit mist and she does face and become the princess of the Black Throne. Um, no, that would be too much advancing of the story. Mm. And I don't think that is their aim at the moment. Trenton Brown. This is 100% me fantasy booking here, but I'd love if down the line Joe offers to take Hook under his wing. Seeing himself in the young man with his history with Taz in TNA, you could tell the story that Joe thinks Taz is holding Hook back. But I like Taz <laughs> hyping up Hook on commentary. Yeah. Yeah, but what one interesting, like Taz and Joe, two guys who had to become commentators for a bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, plan R. I think Jade Cargill's development has been Kurt Angle-esque in how quickly she is improving at all aspects of the business. Yes, Kurt had the wrestling skills prior, but he got good fast at every aspect of the business, and Jade is on the same trajectory. I think they're two different things, because yeah. Kurt had the wrestling ability and immediately took to the character side of things. Jade is a very good athlete and has immediately taken to the character side of things, but in terms of in-ring, like, they protect her very well in those matches. She could not go and have... Well, I mean, maybe she could, but I've not seen anything where she could have a Kurt Angle year one style match. Agreed. But the, the, there is a comparison there. But like Kurt Angle is another level. Though. Yeah. Like there are... Oh, I was about to say there aren't many people. I think there are any people that can have that sort of year that Kurt Angle had. Look at Gable Stevenson. Well, <laughs> hey. Well, he, he may get there. <laughs> you meant then you're meant to be changing your expression. The Adnap 2. Tables match? Andrade run in? TK has booked the hardest. Like Luke fucking GM mode. I appear to have got a reputation for myself. Mm. JS Wooten. The table match is why AEW is a fun company to watch. Hmm. They do goofy stuff like the tables match. It fails gloriously, <laughs> but they at least tried something different. Different doesn't always work, but the effort is appreciated. DAD and Ollie's glorious hair for life. Yeah, but I could have told you it was not going to work. It was so clear it wasn't going to work. Yeah. Do you want me to hot tag for a yeah. bit? Brett J. Rasmussen said, I just don't get it. A cheer for Cody when he was still in AEW, and now Sammy and Tay have taken Cody and Brandy's place for being booed. I love both of them, and they're both great. I don't know why they're getting booed. I'll continue to cheer Sammy and Tay. Uh, they're too pretty. <laughs> I don't you think can't... that's the reason. They smashed up that lad's car for no reason. Dan Lambert's car. Yeah. Yeah, but you, they don't like him, and they wanted so they to get him So they smashed up his car? Yeah, but he had orchestrated an attack and Sammy to lose his title. I'd say that's grounds. To, sm to smash up a car like it's Street Fighter. Yeah. I think that's, I think it's it because they're too pretty. Um, Carlos Dope, you said, did you notice the black around Julia's eye is getting bigger? It has to get bigger just because the story's not going anywhere. Hmm. Um, Joe has to be Regal's right-hand man. Oh, that's beautiful. But uh, you, that's not the way that faction should go, I don't think. Uh, Derek DK. Hey guys, I didn't watch a lot of Ring of Honor. Why does Warner Media not want the Briscoes? Jam that jam. 
So, uh, like 2012, I think it was. I can't remember which Briscoe. I mm, I don't want to say it was one of the Briscoes. <laughs> yeah, one of them tweeted uh, that they didn't want their kid taught about gay people in about school, same-sex relationships. Yeah. yeah, and if if they did, that he would hurt whoever tried to teach them. Yeah. So they also once had a, a Confederate flag title. Mm. So very, uh, you know. That's an awful thing to say. But apparently it was 10 years ago. He has apologized for it. Um, he apparently behind the scenes is not that like he realized what he's done wrong. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a in today. Anything can sort of come up from the past and it's like, boom, no, canceled. And you're like, if you're Warner Media, do you want to take that risk on yet another new tag team when you're like, I think we're fine. <laughs> I think we've got enough tag teams yeah. currently, yeah. It's a shame because the Briscoes are phenomenal. Uh, Zoe says, basically, the baddie section is when Jade goes to Twitter and asks who wants to be in the baddie section for this week's Dynamite. Oh, it's a Twitter thing. Mm. People post to her thread and she brings people to the show as her baddies. Who this guy is in the bottom right corner of the clip. Okay. So it's a Twitter thing that she does. Or like, I, well, that, make, that makes me think that Marina Shafir's not going to beat them up then. Well, it still feels like... You just change my plants. Yeah. It still feels... That feels like a weird baby face thing. I don't... Look, Jade is making it work because she's so charismatic. I, I don't know. It's a bit weird, though, as a concept. I don't know if it'll get over properly. Uh, Aaron James Spear. Hey, Luke and Ollie. I just want to say that, Luke, you are very handsome, sexy, and beautiful, and I'm very attracted to you. Your wife is very lucky to have you in her life. I would say the same about Ollie, but he hates AEW, <laughs> so forget about that. Jam that jam. Perseus M. What are you talking about, Luke? Aren't you winning at my GM against Pete? Sure, you have no money, but you have a lot of hardcore <laughs> matches. Wait, are you trying to be ECW? I had one bad week, everyone. Are you like, hey, guys, go on, do the match. The check's in the mail. I'm just, I'm waiting for the, the deal to come through. Get full Paul Heyman. All I'm saying is that <coughs> Pete and I have now recorded the first nine episodes of the of the show. Um, we haven't done episode 10 yet, which is the second pay-per-view. The second half of this series, it's all going to start coming up <laughs> Thrill House over here at some point. <laughs> Ten Rosa, after the past weekend, I'm so keen and so excited for AEW to do a stadium show, whether with or without other promotions. Rampage at a better time slot in two hours will make it feel bigger and better. Love you guys. I don't think it needs an extra hour. No. And I actually prefer Rampage to be taped after um in a way, I think I do prefer when it's taped after uh uh Dynamite. I mean it would be better if it was live, but it's a logistical nightmare for them. I, I think when I think about like a live rampage, what I think about the people who are paying for it, because they're only paying for like a one-hour show. <coughs> and... Oh yeah, I see what you mean. What do you just put on a a lot of dark matches? I guess so, but cool, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brett Guy said, "I just say I'm a huge fan of you guys. I've been following the channel for years. You guys have helped me through a lot. I listen to your podcast and news videos while I'm national. Um, while I'm national TV on ESPN. Cheers, boys. Keep up the hard work." Thank you ever so much, Brett. Have you seen the size of that chat? Whoa! I, thank you very that's much. That's amazing. That's incredibly generous. Thank you very, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, Brian said, Luke, at least your MyGM wasn't like mine, where the week of the pay-per-view, my world title feud was Cross versus Seth, and then Cross had low stamina <laughs> and wanted a week off, and then my Triple H objective was to not book Seth Rollins for the week. Yeah. yeah that, that game is designed to just like <laughs> scrub any plan that you have. Or if you're like me, it's just like, 
oh, you put Alexa Bliss in three TLC matches in three weeks. She's a bit tired now. <laughs> Get over it, kids today. Derek DK. So it's also an Alexa comparison because of her top rope move that's like Twisted Bliss, and she's a cheerleader along with what was already said. Because uh, when I because uh, Alexa's original gimmick way 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 back when she had a cheerleader skirt on for a bit, but she was a yeah, she was, was a fairy though. She was like a pixie girl. That was very brief. And I think you know if I don't think of cheerleader when I think of Alexa Bliss, I think anyone does. No. Uh, Mark Mayhew can't believe Cody has to dye his hair now that he's in WWE. <laughs> can't keep using his Alexa Bliss gimmick. <laughs> Uh, Eric, do you know when Sammy is going to get his neck tattoo done? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> if he turns heel, that would be a hilarious thing to do. Uh, and Zachary T. Robinson, just a quick ultra chat for Luke's attention. Brute Force is in the <laughs> chat. Get him booked on next week's show with Ali. I heard they work pretty well together. I cannot believe I got an email. So did you see what happened here? So the way that my GM works is that giants work well with cruiserweights. And I, my feeling at the moment is with Keith Lee and Mustafa Ali because giant and the cruise mm. but i don't want to just keep doing that match week after week to grow the rivalry so i was like well I'll just have keith lee face someone else so i then went to sign a free agent and they've got like a load like a jobber section and it's this guy called brute force yes and he's got a security t-shirt on brilliant so i signed brute force for one like i say one week 10 weeks i've <laughs> got basically the end of the series now. brute force has got a great agent <laughs> and i had keith lee squash him the next week i got an email from ali being like I think me and Brute Force make an amazing tag team because they're both cruiserweights. So that's not a good idea. That's not a bad idea. Well, yeah, apart from the fact that Brute Force's popularity is so below everyone else's <laughs> because he's a lonely chopper. That's how you raise him up. And I'm looking at him like, do I want to bring Ali down by putting him in a tag team? Push Brute Force. I mean, I think he's starting to get over. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, Jonathan <laughs> says, uh, hey, guys, loving the coverage lately, as well as my GM. Uh, quick thought. Have you guys ever considered doing a WrestleTalk.com without ads for a monthly fee? Love the site, but it's rough to try and navigate with the pop-ups and ads. Well, we are currently, you know, rejigging the website to make that a bit easier. And in terms of an ad-free version, it's certainly something we've considered. It's a lot more complex than you would think because it involves sign-ups, etc. But yeah, no, definitely. It's a, it's a really good idea. My brother and I... So my brother, like, every year now, it appears to me that he is going to get me... Uh, we're going to build something together. That's great. It is really nice, but it's like... He's like, I'll go buy the wood, I'll bring some of my tools down, you can use, we'll use your tools, and we'll just build something together. Mm -hmm. We did it last year, we built a, um, oh my god, a cornhole board, and it was awesome, we had a great time doing it. Can I have to refresh my memory for what a cornhole board is? So it's basically, it is a board, a um, couple of, two feet maybe, mm -hmm. and it's got sort of sides to it, um, so it's like a, uh, what's, it, what's a rectangle, a 3D rectangle? A cuboid? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, rectab a rectoboid. A rectoboid. A rectoboid, yeah. yes. Uh, but without a bottom to it, because mm -hmm. it's got like extendable legs that come right. down. And it goes up onto two legs at the back, and then you stand at a certain distance with like a bean bag, um, and you throw it on. If it gets into the hole, you get a certain amount of points. You get onto the board, you get a certain amount of points. Um, it's very good. It's a, it's a great game. So me and my brother built one of those last year. This year, I'm building an outdoor kitchen. 
that seems like a bit of a step up. Yeah, do you want to see one? I feel like you've skipped a few years of joint projects. <laughs> it's like you've gone, hey, I made uh, this bedside table. Next year, I'm building a house. That's what we're going to build. Okay. Well, that, yeah. So, yeah, obviously, I pictured plumbing. And <laughs> so this is just a, uh, it's a big block of wood which has a marble top on yeah and a bit for hanging on the backboard exactly yeah. very nice yeah it's gonna be real cool so that's a, a, a summer project for us Ooh. so i'm also going to be doing some uh building stuff because we're, we're such blokey blokes such blokey but are we blokey blokes or are we the cool hipster guys with the mustaches like ron swanson yes yeah, yeah, yeah not that he's a hipster he would hate being described as such but that kind of guy yeah a real cool he's a man's man yeah. He's a man who will just drink scotch neat. Mm. Um, but yeah, again, whiskey, something I want to get into. Rom I romanticize in my head about me enjoying whiskey in front of people. But I hate it. Yeah, well, I, I know. So I, one of my favorite podcasts in the world, Talking Simpsons, the host on there, Henry, uh, always talks about how he is, he's a gay guy. And he's like, I'm a very girly drinker. Mm -hmm. uh, I like fruity cocktails. I'm not the biggest drinker in the world anyway, but if I have a cocktail, I like it to be a fruit. My, cox my cocktail of choice is vodka cranberry, like it's all vodka orange juice. Uh, I don't feel like that's a cocktail. Well, yeah, and that's it. Like a mixed drink. And that's the point that he would make as well. It's like, it's not even really a cocktail. Uh, but his, his other co-host, Bob, is trying to get him into whiskey. So he's like, so he's bought me like a whiskey set and I've got like a nice glass for it and stuff. And now I'm, I'm trying to get into whiskey. And I was like, I listened to this yesterday and I was like, maybe that's what I need to do. I need to buy like a set and the set will help me like whiskey. Yeah, you need to make too much of an investment, uh, ride the sunk cost bias, so you feel like you can't not like it because you put so much money into it. That's the one. AKA how fantastic four dollars <laughs> <laughs> or more recently morbius hey i haven't seen it yet i can't judge it something that, so, are you gonna see it no and then i i, I read what the post credits is as well um oh, I yeah i read what the post credits is and was um hugely underwhelmed mm. um yeah and i mean it's an interesting post credits but not for like the reasons of the post credits it's just yeah Maybe I won't tell you because you you yeah. are you are planning on going to see the film at some point, yeah, right? I am for my sins. I just get a kick out of superhero movies, no matter how bad or good they are. Because if they're bad, it's like WWE. I will still enjoy being part of the discussion. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but Doctor Strange is out in a couple of weeks. You could just wait and go and see that one instead. Oh, but then I wouldn't have seen one of the superhero movies. Oh, okay. I'm the completest. Yeah, no, but it's the Sony side of things, isn't it? Yeah, but then um, they're not good. But I just feel like I have to see them. I just I, I, is Sony going to spectacularly fail at this again? But they're making so much money. But they're not, though, are they? They made money Venom with Venom. Well, Venom is, but all the Venom other ones. Yeah, but all the other ones aren't. Do you think? Cra I haven't had any other. Do you think ones? Craven the Hunter is going to be? A, do you think Madam Web is going to be a massive hit they for them? Come out yet? They're like Venom's an established character. Like, the Morbius is tanked. Oh, everyone knows Morbius. <laughs> well, apparently that, not. That's like, when's Morbius coming? Is it out yet? He doesn't know what Batman is. <laughs> he knows Morbius. He does know Morbius. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I'm hoping tonight, maybe I could, like, I need to find a way to help myself get to sleep at the moment because I'm not sleeping. I've, I feel like I'm, I've turned, coming to you. 
like you would keep saying that you know once you have like you do a live stream reaction it takes you a few days to recover yeah. then me doing three back-to-back reactions like last night I slept for two hours went to bed at nine slept for two hours woke up at 11 then i was up until four i was just messaging angela from hobby night no rolls barred and she was just telling me what's happening on dynamite <laughs> and i thought to myself i may as well go downstairs and just watch dynamite Did at you this watch point no i'll go up in the morning because i was trying to like make myself go to sleep and it just wasn't happening then the kid would wake up say go and settle the kid down and then we go back to bed and lay there a bit more see what's happening on dynamite angela will tell me and then that was it and then four o'clock of like maybe i'll try and go to sleep now and then i slept and my alarm went off at six so i could get up and watch dynamite i need to find a way to make myself tired or not not tired because i am tired i'm exhausted but a way to me to actually sleep mm. What is it? I've got nothing for you. Oh man, I was, you, but you're well, no, but you, but you, I've got loads of things for you. Excellent. Melatonin. Magnesium foot rub. So you want a mag- it's a magnesium gel, you rub it into your feet before bed. Hot baths before bed. Cold showers before bed. Cold shower? Are you okay, high? Cold shower. As soon as you have a cold shower, you'll be like, oh my god, I'm so awake. But in five minutes, your whole, uh, what do they call it? It's the parasympathetic nervous system kicks in, which is pretty much your recovery side of the body. That's what a 3D rectangle is called. <clears throat> yeah, and you'll, sl- you'll slowly start to get really tired. Well, I haven't got time to do that. I've got a bath my own kid. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I'll figure something out. That's all we've got time for on this edition of the show. I'm not going to be here tomorrow now. It's going to be someone else doing the Team Danuke show. I'm also not going to be here on any podcast next week oh. as well. So expect perhaps a dip in quality. <laughs> um, I'm also missing I'm out. I'm also missing out on Clock Tower. I'm also missing out on Board Game Club. And I'm not even going on holiday now. Mm. I am just sitting around with my screaming kid who's going to hate me because I'm trying to get her to sleep train. I'm going to have a terrible week. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Uh, But I will see you in a week's time. I love you all. Take care. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.